0: Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be, to read and interpret and apply the
1: Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host.
0: Hello, VP Family listeners. This is Kim Hauer. I am joined this week uh, by Anna Vrujink. Welcome, Anna. Hey. Hi. Um, today is, if you did not know, National Gospel Day and Pina Colada Day. I don't know many gospel
1: songs. So,
0: do you? I think it's Preach the Gospel Day.
1: Oh, Preach like, the Gospel Day. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's that Gospel Music Day. Oh.
0: So, there you go. Preach the Gospel Day. Um So welcome to Monday, July 10, Um, and some of you may know also, if you're like the techie, nerdy gurus, I would call you, Nikola Tesla Day. It is the day that apparently he is honored and celebrated. He was born on this day in 1856. That is information that I don't think I ever needed to know. No? But thank you. But that's the namesake (laughs) of Tesla. No, I understand that. All right. So like Tesla's big. Like the car, Tesla? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> happy all of those days. Um, and thank you, Anna, for joining me this week. Um, to start out on Monday, give us a little information about yourself. Who are you?
1: Who am I? Yes. I'm um, married to Travis, who's an elder, and he plays bass up on up in the front mm-hmm. quite often. And then I have two girls, Erin and Izzy. And I work in home care at a place called Inker. And I go in and help people with just basic tasks and yeah. getting dressed and stuff like that. And yeah, so that's a little blurby about Anna.
0: I love it. I think you hit all of the key highlights about Anna.
1: Just to, just a little, yes. I also enjoy color. Just color. color in general. Like I like colors. Like just if you're if you're gonna wear something, you need colorful. You need, you need some color. And I got rainbow shoes on. I don't know if you saw that.
0: I didn't. I do. I have rainbow shoes that match my shirt. So there you go, everybody. And I did know that about Anna. Um, the wilder the color, the better. Right. I think is your thing. So. Yes.
1: If I could wear tie-dye, if it was like socially acceptable, I think I'd wear it all the time. Just because it's like all oh, the colors. And my watch is kind of boring, but it has all the colors in it.
0: It does. I know. Right? You are so colorful.
1: I like the colors. You have so a colorful
0: I, personality, so oh. it kind of goes with it.
1: There you go. So there was
0: an unwanted fact that you didn't know you needed. There you go. Happy Monday, July 10 fun fact day. (laughs) (laughs) Not not really, but... um, So anyway, this week we are going to be wrapping up the um, Gospel of Matthew. So that is our task after our recording this week. Um, I believe we are going into Proverbs. So we are wrapping up the Gospel of Matthew I'm kind of taking a slow walk, and I just am going to give you a forewarning. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the um, bookmark or other readings said, but they were kind of weird on what my format was given, so I had to make some adjustments. So I'll make sure I tell you (laughs) each day, or I'll try to, what the next day is going to be, Uh, because it wasn't broken up, in my opinion, right and in the information that I had. so Okay. May not be the same as the bookmark, so just for warning. Did you give me the right information? <laughs> that is a great question, Anna. I did. Okay. I gave you the stuff that I was planning on discussing.
1: Okay, that's good, because so, I wasn't sure. So I was like, we should make sure that this is
0: okay. Yeah, we could have ended up with an extremely awkward situation, as some have also had, where mm. they've read the wrong passages, oh. uh, because the host gave the guest the wrong scriptures so um anyway that is not the case i assure you that i gave you the stuff that i was planning on discussing so we are good okay um but it may be different than the bookmark for all you who are listening and following along on that okay um so hopefully i'm thinking pam will maybe have it right on the um e-news on the podcast listening formats oh so that when you're listening to it hopefully you all have it right there Crossing my fingers. (laughs) Way to sell it. Way to sell it. It's Um, good. Anyway, so we're going into Matthew 27. We're going to start with verse 45 through 56 today. And I am going to read that. I'm reading it out of the NIV. The title of it is The Death of Jesus. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Eli. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Many women were there, watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. So kind of a long one, a mm-hmm. lot in there, um, as you read this part of the scriptures, what um, was there something that kind of stood out to you? um I know we've kind of been dialoguing with you know something what does it say about God, what does it say about people, and what could be the mission going forward? um just before this we were discussing how that is kind of difficult it seems like when their scriptures are literally about Jesus or Jesus speaking and like uh, it's a little bit more difficult in my mind to answer those so were you able to answer that or did you just take more of a general
1: it was more of a general but like in relevance to like with the amplified version like when it says he gave up his spirit afterwards it says voluntarily Sovereignly dismissing and releasing his spirit from his body in submission to his father's plan. So that was just like, it kind of painted a, a, a bigger picture too, not just him dying. You know, yeah. like it was the sovereign plan. So that would be the God, God, the father's plan. But it was just kind of an interesting little, little blurby. Afterwards, because I know you don't like all those extra words, but
0: no, that's probably the instances where I like the um, amplified is where it, it it will take a an idea or the scriptures, right, mm-hmm. and then it kind of blows it up in like so. In other words, <laughs> to help you understand what that meant, gave up his spirit because it can kind of be a big like concept. Yes, that to me was helpful in that version. So I like that you pointed that out because. So was he's a giving scenario. up his spirit from his body. He had the choice.
1: Yeah. Versus when we die, we don't we don't have the choice. So that was just kind of a an inter. Just yeah, that struck me.
0: Yeah, and I think and it was one of those things I noticed while reading it as well. Is that all throughout there, it it was Jesus making a conscious decision up to this point like all of it Mm -hmm. you know he chose to die it wasn't that the jews killed him i mean they did right but it it was a path that he had chosen knowing full well that's how it was going to play out so even up to this point it was the sovereignty of god that he was choosing to give up that his spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And surrender that to his father, basically, at that point, right? Like his last breath, just giving it up. Mm-hmm. To yes. God.
1: Yes. And then the next part where the, the veil is torn, the holy of the holies mm-hmm. in the temple, that's like the little blurby, which you, um, symbolizes that God's presence was now open to all the people, not just the priest. So it's kind of like, it's, again, another little blurry that you're like, it's just not as simple as just a torn curtain. You no. know, like you read these and, and sometimes you, for me, I make it too simple. And you just take it and you're like, and then it torn. And I understand the the temple and the history of it and all of that stuff, but it's just kind of, when you're reading it and they give you that extra little bit, it's kind of like, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, That reminder. Happened,
1: that reminder that happened at the same time when he let go that opened up God to all of us. You know, it was mm-hmm. just kind of like that little like reminder. I need that. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I think we do. I mean, we do kind of get lost in the words in the sense that we've read them and heard them so many times that I think we just kind of read through it and... Yes. Dismiss the, the bigness of it. Yeah. Right. You know, especially in a story like this, where it it is literally like the hugest thing that happened in history. Yeah. Well, the resurrection maybe before this, but as far as number one, but nonetheless, like for Christians, his death is that which is our salvation, right? Without Mm -hmm. that, we got nothing. You know, so, I mean, we cling to that. We cling to the resurrection as well. Um, But we'll get to that later Mm -hmm. on this week. Yep, yep, yep. I thought it was interesting in my study um, that one of the commentaries I was reading, it mentioned that in this, you know, Jesus cries out, my God, my God. Um, And he's quoting Psalm 22 there. Um, Interesting note was that this is the only time in the Synoptic Gospels, which is the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, where Jesus addressed God without calling him his father. Yeah. I found that I, I never think, caught that before. I,
1: as you were saying that, I, I hadn't caught that before either. Yeah, like why wouldn't he say father?
0: Yeah. So this is the only time at this point he is not calling out to his father in heaven which is a symbol of where his relationship was, Yeah, right? Like all this time, it has been a personal relationship between Jesus and God, the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, and here is where we see kind of this break. Like the, the human aspect point. of it? I don't know so much as, I think it's the human aspect, but I think it's, it's signifying that Jesus here is like, this is the fully submission of human, right? Yeah. Like, in order for this whole process to be complete, right, in, in his fullness, I guess, is the way I understood it, um, you know, like for him to pay for our sins, right? He had to be human, but he had to be God because uh, he had to be perfect in order yeah. to take on all of our sins. So in this sense, it's where he maybe it was like the most human, not as God's son, but as more human, mm-hmm. like us, mm-hmm yeah right, and so yeah. he's now referring to God as the Almighty, right, like yeah, the head and the sovereignty I'm thinking of God in that um, I think that one of the things too is it seems like there's this withdrawal from fellowship with the Father at this point, you know, all along. like that so, yeah and and for whatever that has to. And maybe because of it, at that point, um, in order for the entirety of God's wrath to mm-hmm. be poured out onto Jesus, his son, there had to be that break in fellowship between them. I don't know, but I just— I, I, I never— I just—to me, I'm like—I just kind of read it before, right? Didn't think mm-hmm. anything of it. And then read that commentary. I'm like, huh, how weird is that? That that's the only time—I'm I'm assuming and believing that's true— um, <laughs> And it makes sense because yes. you really do hear Jesus talking about his father all the time. Yes, never really referring to him as my God; it's my father. Um, so yeah, just to think that that at that point he recognizes that he is enduring the entirety of God's wrath. Mm-hmm. He's taking it on himself. You know, so there's this break in fellowship between him and his father, so that he could do that.
1: Yeah. Never,
0: never thought it. of it that way. No, nope. Yeah. nope. Good. I it. It. I like Maybe it. other people have thought of it that way and done more study or thought, ah,
1: but I would think so. But um, you're right. I didn't. I didn't think about it until you just said it. So, yeah. Was there my other question? Is the people who were raised from the dead, and then it says they were coming out of the tombs after her, his resurrection. So, they were raised from the dead at that moment, uh-huh. but then they didn't come out of the tombs until after he was resurrected. So, they were... Ra- Am I reading it right? I'm very... Conf- like, I mean, so these people... Because that's the way it's written, right? right. So, the so. tombs were, the tombs were open and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep in death were raised and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered the Holy... City and appeared to many people. So, when did they raise from the dead? And then, if they were raised at that time, were they just hanging out in the tombs until he was res- like, what? It I, I'm a little confused at the timeline of that. I yeah. don't know. I mean, it just it kind of
0: baffled me. Like, yeah, I think I read through that. And I just kind of was like it. Eh, it was more not like- today I'm not gonna pay attention that part of it because it is kind of either worded differently. I don't know. But you're right. It says like the rock split and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. That's a weird timeline. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It just struck me as very odd. So if they so were raised to from be their
0: challenge this week, to figure out what <laughs> what on earth that means.
1: Right? And you wouldn't know they were raised from the dead until they popped out of the tombs. So how does this person writing it know that? Like, I mean, you would know they're raised from the dead when you'd see people coming out of the tombs. But I the wording of it is just a little confusing. And the timeline. That's all. It was just more confusing. If anybody's got some pearls of wisdom on the timeline of that, just kind of threw me.
0: Yeah. Commentaries right? would be good. It's,
1: right? Yeah, like, you're pe- well, people on that weird one. People raised from the dead and just hanging on their tombs for right. a day, and you're like, just like. Right. You know, like, that seems weird to me,
0: but yeah. So, anyway. All right. So, somebody's going to have to s- chime in on the theological, the- whatever. Maybe they,
1: they. Accuracy. The accuracy of the timeline. So And yes. maybe there's
0: another version, you know, sometimes. Words translate differently, but you're right. I mean, in this version, it does say that. Yeah. Very interesting. So,
1: nope, that was just something I noticed, and I was a little bit baffled by.
0: Because I was like, that doesn't. I'm looking at, in the NIV, Mm -hmm. on the app, it kind of spells out, it says. um, And why would. after Jesus' resurrection, they went into the whole. So, maybe they did just hang out. By their tombs. Well, why would
1: you <laughs> write this now with his death? And then why wouldn't it be written when when he was Peter's resurrected? Mm-hmm. You know, like, why wouldn't you put that with that part? Like, why is it so important to note it now with his death? That's a why. Right. Like, I'm kind of confused because if, you know, like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm more... Because then they came out when he was resurrected. So the timeline of it's kind of throwing me And why would you put it here?
0: It doesn't make sense right here. Maybe because of the physical aspect of like the curtain tearing, the earthquake. So
1: that all of it happened at the same time. I, the physical
0: aspect of that all happened at the same time, but maybe the bodies weren't necessarily raised to life. I don't At know. At that moment, I mean, but after the resurrection, and then they went into town, or maybe they were raised from dead. I don't know. I don't
1: think it really matters, but it is a little bit odd that it's written there and not...
0: At the like, resurrection aspect. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's when they went into town, when he was raised. So right. why would you put it there? So that's all. That was I thought that was a little bit odd. So, pearls gonna, of wisdom, somebody, like somebody if you chime know, in.
0: chime in. Um, I might have to leave this and then do a deeper study in I it. know it was I more say, and I actually yeah do you watch The Chosen
1: I haven't watched the newest season
0: uh, I haven't either three yeah, I think I so, haven't yeah. finished that one Yeah, um, but the characterization of Matthew yeah right like Matthew can you totally little... see him like yeah. throwing this in here like mm-hmm. <laughs> because in The Chosen they kind of portray him as autistic or or a little bit more OCD? like a little bit He's definitely OCD. It but is like really, very. A, mm-hmm. So, anyway, if, if that was true to how he actually was at this time, and that's, you know, mm-hmm. I can see it if I picture Matthew from The yes, Chosen. Yes. If he I could picture see him <laughs> writing these, like, here's one to throw you for a loop. Makes right. sense to me, but not to anybody else. Right. Kind of thing.
1: Perhaps, perhaps. But, but yes.
0: We'll dig deeper into yes. that one. So, anything else that kind of stuck out? Um, I think I'm going to try and get my notes here without making a whole lot of noise Um, because I came across something that Spurgeon wrote and I thought it kind of summed up this section pretty good. Okay. Because I like deeply intelligent people. They word things so awesome. That's good.
1: We need help sometimes. Yes,
0: Yes. I do. Uh, So it says, um, this is what he wrote, Knowing this agony of the Son of God on the cross should affect how we see sin. O sirs, if I had a dear brother who had been murdered, what would you think of me if I valued the knife which had been crimsoned with blood? If I made a friend of the murderer and daily consorted with the assassin who drove the dagger into my brother's heart? Surely, I, too, must be an accomplice in the crime. Sin murdered Christ. Will you be a friend to it? Sin pierced the heart of the incarnate God. Can you love it? And I thought, whoa. Like, deep in the sense that, like, you know, just to sum up the, the agony that Jesus experienced, and I think in more recent years, I've, like, Really been brought to a depth of, kind of like, really mourning, mm-hmm. you know, like this um, repentant mourning, um, sorrowful, just the state of like every time I read the death of Christ and like or watch the Passion. Yeah, which is whew, a lot.
1: I haven't watched that one in a while. Yeah, that's a
0: it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I feel like every time I read this and, like, really pay attention to it, I just, I have to stop and pause and think, wow. Yeah. Like, Jesus did that for me, for you, for so many people. Um, And I just, like, just to put that in, in a perspective of, like, when I think about, you know, if I just use the category of, let's say, willing sins, you know, this uses kind of the term of murder as an example, right? Yeah. Um, when I choose my own thing over what, what's right for me, what's good yeah. for me, um, I'm loving the murderer. Yeah. Right? That yeah. which put Jesus on that cross. Right. Like That caused that sort of pain and agony. I'm actually choosing.
1: You're being to active. love
0: that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm be- like I'm being an accomplice, and yeah. it just struck me when I read that. I'm like, oh, sometimes I just need that. Like that's a dagger to the heart, you know. When you think of the sins that we choose to do, you know, I mean, we have all kinds of other let li- me call them little the sins. The sins you
1: don't even think about versus the sins you
0: actively like you participate. Actively per- yes, mm-hmm. you know. I think. All of us have those things that just by human nature, we do. Not that we necessarily like to do them, but right. they're human. Yes. Um, but the things that I choose to do, but
1: that you when know I have are this wrong.
0: Image, yeah, 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 yeah. And I just, like, I don't know. Um, maybe nobody else gets that wrapped up in it. But I think, like, when I just really let my mind and my heart see the truth of the death of jesus and how brutal and how awful it was yeah and to think that god loves me so much that he was willing to have that separation between him and his son you know yeah and have like it just it blows me away sometimes just to sit there and ponder and then yet yeah, like there's that is that that deep sense of like man i blow it so much you know, and yet I come back and I'm like, but God still loves me, right? Right, that much that He let His, you know, not let like Jesus allowed Himself to do that. Yeah. He didn't have to follow His Father's plan, right? He could have backed out at yeah. any point. He's God, um, but He chose that. <sighs> yeah, for me, right? So that's I good. just thought it was that's- albeit using words like "Oh sirs," yeah, listen up, you know. It's good. I like it. Um,
1: it does wrap it up nicely.
0: Yeah. So Jesus gave his life up willingly, and that was the first thing that you mentioned in the Amplified Version. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool because I have that wrapped up here. Jesus willingly gave up his life. No one took it from him. Yep. It was a choice. You know, how awesome, and then to be like that was a big challenge. <laughs> big, big challenge. So I think that wraps up my notes, your notes. My notes. My notes. You're good? I'm good. All right. So much for Matthew 27, verse 45 through 46. Um, Tomorrow, just so you have a heads up, it's going to be verses 57 to 61. So it'll be a shorter day. With that said, I hope you all have a very blessed Monday. Uh, Maybe get yourself a piña colada today to celebrate. a
1: frosty one.
0: Mm, yummy. Yes, And you can get non-alcoholic ones, too, if you don't like to but drink the But you need to alcohol. be
1: sitting outside with it. You can't drink it inside. That's the rule of pina colada.
0: Agreed. You need to
1: be in the sun and have a cold drink.
0: There you go. So that's your challenge for today <laughs> on top of wrestling with <laughs> the truth of Scripture where Jesus gave up his life for you. So have a great Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow. See ya.